This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Han's Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual, Alex and Scott. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. 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 So, Scott, since this is your topic, lead us on, sir. Bueller. Saw this movie a ton of times as a kid. Always made me think about how awesome high school was going to be. Uh, <laughs> but computers were the future. Yeah, especially when you ditch them. Uh, but uh, point point in case here, uh, we'll start off specifically with my favorite scene in the movie, which is the museum scene. So, it, what? It, yeah, they're they're well into the the ditch day that they have, and they stop by the I don't know what the official name of the museum would be, but the art museum been, in Chicago. Yeah, I've been there actually. Okay, what's it called? Yeah, art museum in Chicago. Okay, <laughs> the Chicago the Chicago Art Museum of Chicago. Uh-huh. So yeah, it goes into this cool uh, little montage, another, another montage throwaway there, uh, where all of them uh, just to the backdrop of music with no real sound effects, just kind of looking at the different pieces in the, in the museum, uh, all set to just an instrumental version of uh, the Smiths. Um, Please let me get what I want this time, without the lyrics, of course. And within that scene, my favorite scene overall in the movie is when Cameron looks into that picture, a Sunday afternoon in something, something French. <laughs> they, they, made a, they made a play after it. Uh, it's, it's pointillism um, for anybody that remembers that one art history class that they took in college. Um, I sure do. By, by Georges George, uh, Seurat. Seurat. I, I can never remember. But anyways, it, it's kind of a microcosm of... Cameron's entire life, uh, looking at this painting where uh, all these bourgeois, this middle class, upper middle class people are in this beautiful day out by this lake, and nobody's looking at anybody, and it's just kind of cold and impersonal, and he, he kind of gets sucked into the painting. Uh, it's just kind of a metaphor for his own life. So, you know, it gets, <laughs> it gets kind of meta there for, for a few minutes inside uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, even though he does break the fourth wall. I don't know if we mentioned that in our fourth wall episode. I'm pretty sure one of us mentioned Ferris Bueller, but uh, yeah. th- this 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 goes like beyond that, and it was just a cool, very cool little scene. Um, it, they kind of change up in direction and tone for just that brief moment in the in the movie. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's where I want to start off from. I don't start know how... off. We're not almost done. Yeah, and uh, that's my topic. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, point. I never took that scene as more than just a montage scene but it does totally now you say it does totally stand out from the rest of the you know twist and shout and going to the <laughs> yeah. ball game and all the other stuff in the movie so yeah and cool. the dude's playing uh, Star Wars while they're riding the uh, Jaguar the convertible you're taking it up the they, oh. they launch off one of those hills <laughs> the car doesn't get a scratch on it they had to save that for the end that was awesome as a young Danny Trejo in uh, in the car. I don't think so, Alex. <laughs> what? I'm going to almost guarantee that you're wrong. You had a, a goatee and a t- ponytail. You're a racist. You're racist. What? Alex at gmail.com. So, yeah, I don't I don't know how well you guys remember the movie overall. Uh, like I said, it was kind of a staple movie for me growing up, well before I got into high school. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, this is one of those movies, like, I don't, think I like it probably as much as you or I've seen it as many times as you if, you know you say you have or a lot of people I know love all these John Hughes movies and seen them a million times but I've probably seen this five or six times and I always like it whenever I watch it and I still think it's Matthew Broderick's best movie I mean I don't does anything else even come close I don't people may say war games or something but or yeah. Godzilla <laughs> Project X <laughs> Godzilla the zenith of his career yeah. the freshman uh, freshman's actually really good yeah, I saw it once. I don't remember it that much. For, no, Marla, for his, I remember yeah. is that Marlon Brando and they're eating extinct, almost extinct animals. Yeah, for for as gimmicky as that movie is, it actually works really well. Hmm. 
It also features not just uh, Marlon Brando, but Bruno Kirby, who was also in The Godfather, part two. It's the, the young Clemenza. Part D. Uh, so. Uh, Is there a pit fighting scene in that movie, too? I don't think so. No. So, of course, the movie starts off breaking the fourth wall. He's talking about it's, it's too beautiful of a day to, to go to school. So he pretends he's sick. He's got his parents eating out of his hand. And then he... They're, they're almost the dumbest parents in Hollywood history. They're very oblivious, yes. I think the dumbest parents in Hollywood history would be uh, Sean Astin's parents in Encino Man. They are the absolute worst. They're the dumbest. But next to them, Ferris Bueller's parents. Actually, this is a good moment, Alex. Let's do a crossover moment here. Whoa! <laughs> Who are the most clueless parents in, like, I don't know, you want to do the 80s 80s movies? Or it or doesn't just, have just to be limited. Just any, any movie. Yeah. You brought up some good ones there. Um, <laughs> Cena, man, I already brought mine up. They're my favorite mm-hmm. stupid parents. It's like, <laughs> it's like who, who is this again? Link? Oh, yeah, Linkovich, Dad, don't you remember? We, uh, a foreign exchange student from Estonia and everything, and his dad's like, well, you, you, you know, you, yeah, yeah, I, I, I recall, kind of remember that, yeah. <laughs> and his wife's like, what? How could you forget something like that? I'm, I'm sorry. And end up apologizing to him. Oh my gosh, morons. Uh, it's it's kind of low-hanging fruit, but, uh, Homer Simpson, in <laughs> uh, one of my my top ten Simpsons lines of all time and it was actually during one of the Halloween episodes <laughs> where Bart and Lisa come running in and they're panicked and they say Dad, Dad we did something horrible and he asked them did you wreck the car? They <laughs> said no <laughs> did you raise the dead? yes but the car's okay right? <laughs> <laughs> that is just, gold just parents with uh, Homer's got his priorities straight it's pretty much only Homer but since he's so dumb he does count as both him and Marge, so it's acceptable. Yeah, the other Homer one I like is I think it's the the comic book one where <laughs> Homer, what are the kids doing out there? Uh, making meth or meth lab? Meth lab? <laughs> oh, reading comic books. What do I know? Or who am I, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? For the last time, no. Pick a bar. Pick a bar. Pick a bar? What the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Sack to my phone. Oh, my phone. To my bubba. Oh, my bubba. I'm not even fit to raise the house plant. Lousy house plant. <laughs> uh, for me, I can't. I was just going to think, um, like, the Goonies. Like, at least they're. Their parents are all pretty much retarded. And I, I mean, I think that's what it's supposed to be, right? Like, kids and stuff. Yeah, but... they're all kind of like latchkey kids. Their parents are out doing stuff. Like, yeah. At home. Like, but especially, like, Mikey and Bran's dad. I mean, like, they drive, they ride by on their bikes and, like, wave to him. And he's like, hey. Yeah. Are those my kids? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The mom, I guess, she didn't seem too incompetent, but uh, she did hire help. And she let Mouth give her directions, so. Yeah. I would have guessed Mama Fratelli is... Well, maybe she wasn't stupid, but she was mean. <laughs> she was just a bad parent. Well, if you want to get into evil parents, that's a whole another... Yeah, that's a different one. Oh, no. Another pair of, like, really stupid parents are the parents from uh, Time Bandits. Mom, Dad, don't touch it. It's pure evil. So, of course, they touch the rock and they explode. Yeah, that kind of a down ending in the... <laughs> to that movie. I don't think so. I think those parents are going to hold that kid back. The mom, the mom in ET, was she retarded? I keep saying retarded. I should say that, but I'm pretty sure ET was. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a deformed leprechaun. <laughs> it's not a line from the movie. I haven't seen it. Forever, oh my gosh, I think it is. They're making fun of the of Elliot because they the first time he sees him, and they're all all the other boys are making fun of him. Maybe it was a deformed leprechaun. <laughs> what do we look like? A couple of nerds? <laughs> Who All do you right. think we are, nerds? Yeah. Alright, so it starts off, and, it, and it's kind of the, the tone for the movie. It just kind of manipulates the situation, pulls the wool over the authorities' eyes, as it were. 
And in, and in hindsight, a lot of people will argue this. Uh, it, it became trendy at some point to hate on that movie because he's kind of a man, man, manipulative little shit, which is true. But he's still, you know, likable as Matthew Broderick. And other than just him kind of pushing Cameron around, he never really does anything that bad. Yeah, wasn't so, that a thing like on Cracked or whatever? Like why Ferris Bueller's the biggest dick in movies? Or yeah, something? yeah. I mean that. I mean that. That, that was kind of like what led to that. It's like a favorite thing for movie critics, like self, you know, movie buffs to kind of pick that movie apart. Mm. Um, but Cracked brought a um, an idea that I that I really liked, which is that the movie's actually taking place in Cameron's head. That there actually is no Ferris Bueller or Sloane. And all that stuff is in his head, um, just you know, to escape from his horrible home life. You yeah. know what? I always thought Cameron did look like Ed Norton, so maybe this is like <laughs> a peachy version of Fight Club. It could be. <laughs> Fight Club without the fighting is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Cameron's the only character that really goes through a character arc. Ferris doesn't learn anything. Right? <laughs> Like Ferris is exactly the same in the end of the movie as he is in the beginning. There's no, <laughs> there's no lesson for him to learn. There's no. Well, he is one righteous dude. They think he's a righteous <laughs> dude. Doesn't he at least get a little bit more respect from his sister, or for his sister? Yeah, I mean, he he, he forges a better relationship with his sister. Yeah, that's he, because of Chuck Sheen. <laughs> it is because of Chuck Sheen. You're right. Drugged out Chuck Sheen. <laughs> Some method acting in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super pale in that movie. Leather jacket. So yeah, he goes through on his stitch day. Uh, the, the principal's out to get him. He just kind of. Just... He was out to get his genitals, I bet. <sighs> it's the but... actor that played him, Jeffrey Jones, did get in some trouble for uh, some underage items that he had on his, whether photos or whatever it was. But yeah, he got in some trouble for that. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Jeff. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, he does a good job as the nebbishy, uh, super uptight principal that's out to get Ferris. One of my favorite lines of the movie when he's talking to the mom, telling him how many times he's actually missed that semester. And he tells her, nine times. Something about that line always cracked me up. Uh, <laughs> I guess I like at the very beginning where they're trying to bust him on the crane call, and then uh, I already forget what it is the girl, his girlfriend's on the phone, and he's telling him he's backing out of the conversation. Listen here, you little shit. Doesn't he call him on it? Yeah, then Cameron picks up. Oh, the yeah, phone. Cameron's. Just... You son. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> that's where it is, and I use that line freaking every week. <laughs> I forgot. Well, what I'm, I'm, from that I'm movie sorry. Though. I should say you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You sir, oh an asshole. <laughs> Goes to pick him up, and Ferris kisses her on the lips. <laughs> the principal's standing on the steps. <laughs> yeah. oh, so, oh, so it's that kind of family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid principal. It's, they couldn't have the stupid chief, so they had the stupid principal. <laughs> yeah. He goes on. They they do the art museum. They go to the ball game. He goes in the middle of a parade, which again, this backs up the whole theory that the whole thing's in Cameron's head and that they're, they're not celebrating anything. Like, there's not a holiday going on. It they're wearing Oktoberfest outfits, right? For reason. They had, mm-hmm. a, like, lederhosen type of things, the ladies? Well, one of the floats had, like, the German thing going on. Oh, okay. See, maybe it was Oktoberfest. Uh, it was in October and they went to a Cubs game. That doesn't make sense because the Cubs don't yeah, play in true. October. Jeff's right. It's movies. Boom! Movies. So, yeah. Cubs never play in October. Take that, Chicago fans. And everybody starts doing the twist and shout, and everybody's dancing in the city, and you get that one guy that does that awesome shake dance. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It's like two times cooler than moonwalking. What's cooler, that or a Ferris Bueller's, like, vest? <laughs> yeah, he's got, like, the leopard print vest yeah, on. Yeah, In a horrible 80s fashion. and Striking le- leopard vest. The sausage yeah. king of Chicago. <laughs> uh, Abe Fromer. Yeah, Abe Froman. Fromer. Froman. 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 Snooty. Yeah, Sloan's got on the, the 80s getup too. 
She's got like the super big shorts. Did they have to go up above her belly button? They did. They went way up. I mean, Cameron was just wearing the hockey jersey, so. Oh, yeah, take that. He's in Chicago, and he's wearing a Gordie Howe Detroit jersey. Yes. Did they ever explain that? Like, why wasn't he wearing, like, a Stan Makita Blackhawk jersey? Or Bobby <laughs> Old Blackhawk jersey? Makitas. <laughs> nope, nope, he's wearing a Gordie Howe jersey. Yep. Ultimately, they have the resolution they take the car back, which Ferris top camera taking out. It's a sweet, sweet Porsche. Right? I forget. The I, think it was a, I think it was a Jaguar. Is it a Jag? Yeah. Um, I know it wasn't a Porsche. So they, they get, you know, they, they've taken this thing out and driven it around the city. And they get back to Cameron's place. and It's a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari. Is it? Wow. Jeff's just naming another car that we didn't. <laughs> no, Jeff searched the internet. It's a Maserati. Okay. <laughs> it's a Bugatti. So they, they take this sweet car back, and there's like 100 miles on the odometer. And Cameron knows he's going to get busted because his dad, like, checks that stuff all the time. And they're teenagers, so teenager logic. Yeah. We'll just put it in reverse. Yeah. So they put up all blocks, put it in reverse to take the abdominers off. And it, it actually works, but it goes so slow that there's no way they're going to get them off in time for... Wait, is that true? I think I think it, you do see it like, roll backwards ever so slightly, like... So I have to say, I honestly always thought, and to this day, I don't even know if it's true. Like, does that work in even some cars? No. Like, if you go backwards, mileage comes off. No, it doesn't. Because that doesn't make sense at all. It does. Car, <laughs> well, it does I, I have no idea how it's even calculated. It adds mileage. Maybe in the older cars, it just doesn't calculate the mileage when you go in reverse. Yeah. There's some mechanical thing that does it. But now, you know, in our age. It's all about, like, yeah, revolutions that your engine is put through. Yeah, like, really... so, I mean, they got to test that out, like... How many? What's the average revolution at 60 miles an hour going around 60 miles or whatever? And then they whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not an algebra class, Scott. Easy. I'm just, I'm just saying, there's some math there. So it's possible. <laughs> I, I, I just said this isn't an algebra. <laughs> Let me get my Texas right, instrument right. calculator. Yeah, two trains okay. leaving the station. As, my grab as calculator. As you guys, our, the world just best fans, Daniel would say, "I was told there would be no math." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they get it back, and Cameron freaks out. He finally decides he's going to stamp to his dad. And, Boy, uh, he kicks the car. So it's kicking the car. He puts a couple dents in it. And then he finally calms down. He's just kind of leaning on the car at this point, kind of like that, that feather, <laughs> the, ca- the straw that broke the camel's back type deal. Knocks it off the blocks, and he goes flying out the back of this garage that's like on stilts. Um, goes to the glass in the back, crashes in this ravine below. And just totals the car. And actually, Cameron's okay with it for some reason. <laughs> He's finally broke it, like, you it's know. therapeutic. Yeah. It, it turned out to be a cathartic thing. So he, he's going to stand up his dad because there's no nothing else for him to do. Like, there's no explaining away what happened to the car. No, I, I think he chickened out, and then he went to L.A., and then he was stuck on that bus that couldn't go <laughs> over 50. That's all he did was just ride the bus all day. Yeah. Hoping Keanu Reeves to jump on. <laughs> And actually, to Ferris's credit, he actually volunteers to take the blame. For yeah, him. he's like, this is too much heat. I'll take the blame for this. Yeah, yeah. Like, your dad hates me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I always thought that scene when, you know, he's looking out and the car was down there. To me, it always, like, seems to be, it should be spliced with the moment from Money Pit when Tom Hanks just starts doing his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> when the bathtub falls through the floor or whatever. It just seemed like that... I want to splice that together somehow. If I had any video editing skills, I would do it. But I don't. <laughs> and then probably, yeah, I, I skipped over it, but my second favorite moment of the movie was uh, after they get the car back from the garage and see all the mileage on it, Cameron goes catatonic. And for some reason, even though he's catatonic, they go, they, they hop into somebody's backyard to use their pool. <laughs> and they still just leave Cameron sitting there. So they're kind of jerks about it. He's out on the diving board, and he falls in, and he just kind of sits at the bottom, and they think he's trying to kill himself. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Yes, Ferris, Ferris yeah. dives in, and just as he's about to grab him, uh, Cameron dives to the surface, and, or swims to the surface. It's just yeah. like in Sandlot. Yeah. He's doing yeah, it to get a kiss. Bueller. You're my hero. <laughs> and then you find out that Cameron that was a little, was Sloan when she was changing. That was a little Mexican accent right there. You're my hero. That was the joke. Hey. So. You're my hero. Hey, Ferris. 
So, <laughs> Ferris has got to get home before his parents do at this point, after the, the car's been totaled and he says goodbye to Sloan. So he's on a foot race uh, through the suburbs of Chicago. Bup, 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 bup. Or Shermer. Bup, 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 bup. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's got to beat both his parents bup, 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 bup. home. Including his sister who's trying to beat him there, who knows that he's been faking the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Save Ferris, Scott. Save Ferris. And then they they formed a rock band. Let us never speak of that rock band again. No way, Scott's cool. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. It's cool now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he just barely makes it home, uh, narrowly avoiding his parents, his sister, the principal, who actually broke into the house earlier while his sister was home. And his sister's actually the one that gets busted for ditching. So, wait, earlier the principal, like earlier in the movie, the principal to break in... He gives the dog uh, just a bunch of flowers, and then the dog passes out. Is that true? Does that happen? Um, I'm sure there are flowers that are poisonous. I don't know if the dog would eat the flowers. That seems kind of silly. Yeah, I know. But the dog was ate a bunch of flowers, and then he was passed out. I was like, what I, the hell is that? I suppose it's possible. I think he killed that dog. <laughs> flowers? I don't remember. Like I thought a it giant like... Rottweiler, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he went to the door with a box of chocolates and flowers, and he, always, he fed the chocolates to the dog. Being a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was it. I don't remember. It's been a long uh, time. Maybe that was it. He did kill the dog. <laughs> Damn. Damn. It was milk chocolate. So milk chocolate, the dog can probably survive milk chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. Dog for the movie. <laughs> Animals were harmed. Where were you on that one, PETA? Jeebus. <laughs> yeah. All super militant about this shit, but no, when Ferris Bueller's involved, nothing's wrong. <laughs> you can kill a dog, just don't look at kitty porn, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Peter doesn't care about humans. And then it finishes, uh, he, he does make it home, big surprise. The last minute, um, he turns off his gigantic stereo with a baseball. And, uh, yep, he's still got his parents roped in. And, yeah, and against getting away with everything. And that's the baseball he caught the Cubs game, right? Yes. He happened to have in his pocket. Oh, yeah. Walking around with a baseball in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we forgot to mention uh, the hacking that was going on. I, I don't know if they, they threw that scene in just because of uh, War Games. I think War Games was before Ferris Bueller. Yes. It was. Yeah. So, but, yeah, they have the super early super hacking. He was able to hack into the... School computer and change. <laughs> there's, just, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, my gosh. I always did like his Rube Goldberg machiney setup in his room, so that <laughs> yeah. when the door opened up, he would turn in his bed, yeah. and he had the snoring, and then the, <laughs> and they rang the doorbell. Oh, I'm sorry, I cannot come to the door right now. I've had to do my studies. <laughs> yeah. He calls. Principal, he's got the synthesizer set up with all the different coughs. Yeah. Some good 80s tech going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His sister had a, a big nose. <laughs> who doesn't have the nose anymore, and now she's yeah. not famous. And then, and then she got put in the corner. Yes. <laughs> Poor Jennifer Grey. Fixed her nose, lost her career. Yep. Stupid. Yeah. yeah it's Does she still kick school. really high? <laughs> She does kick. She does kick really. Yeah, she kicked really high. She kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the principal also has a big schnoz, so no surprise there. Yeah, she's Got warming nailed. up. Nailed. Dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the movie ends with one of the coolest songs ever to appear in a movie. I had the time of my life. Different movie. Oh. The one Jeff's been doing for the whole. <laughs> I might just record. I just record Jeff after this podcast is over. Um, just... bow, bow. <laughs> Beautiful. Bow, bow. God, that song was all over the commercials and shit. Yeah, That's Twix, cool. right? It's Twix, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like in my head. Um, Wasn't it in, um, or am I thinking of a different song? My Secret to My Success? Yeah. Yeah? And then in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they did. <laughs> That's why Mac went into that dude's office. Like I'm gonna pull a secret of my success. Oh, with that song, Day Bow Bow, Day Bow Bow. <laughs> but, so it was a secret. So like that's weird. That like that kind of a weird song was in two different movies. Like in the '80s. Like yeah, like come up with your own music. Like who? 
Ferris Bueller was before Secret to My Success, right? Uh, it would have been very close. Seems like, get your own song. Whoever came up with the second, what a dick move. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like you're like reusing an old Beatles song or something. <laughs> that song is very specific. Okay, quick quick crossover moment here. Whoa! Um, so we're talking about movie songs and songs that are overused. Uh-huh. Uh, I have this theory that if you watch a trailer and certain song is playing, that there's no reason to see that movie. So, for example, um, I'll go first here. Like, of the worst trailer songs, where if you hear a song in a trailer, you just don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, I can't think of any, but go for it. Really? Okay. Like, any ones that repeat, anyway. Okay. Well, well I, I have a song that I will go watch the movie if I hear it in a okay, trailer. Okay, that works, too. Um, but if I hear, money, 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 money. <laughs> I hear that song, All no right, reason to watch the movie. <laughs> you can just one. skip it straight up. Uh, walking on Sunshine, same thing. Oh, if you're cheating on the waves, Walking on Sunshine, you don't need to watch the movie. Okay, okay which trailer has that song? Uh, see, I don't know because I wouldn't see the movie. Didn't the trailer for High Fidelity have that song? Because I know that song was in the movie. It could have been in the movie, but I don't think it was in the trailer. It wasn't in the trailer. Okay. But yeah, the Secret to My Success had the Money, Money, Money theme, I think. <laughs> and you didn't That's watch it? I did watch it. Oh. <laughs> I will watch any movie that has an Andrew W.K. song for the trailer. About partying, specifically. This is a weird topic. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you a trailer that had the song, and then it was never in the movie, and that would be a Blur Song 2 in Starship Troopers. Yes. <laughs> That was in all the trailers, all the commercials, Woo-hoo! and it was not ever in the damn movie, and I was pissed. Yeah, but the movie right. was good, so I didn't really care. But. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't have fit in the movie. So. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. No, no, I'm, yeah, I'm saying I'm glad they didn't go that way out. But yeah, it's weird marketing. Like, would you know, like to know more? They could have been playing the during scenes. the football game, <laughs> during their arena football game with the silver ball. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the Batman, Batman Forever soundtrack. Yeah, none of those songs were on there, yeah. except for, like, two. Like, in the they're, in the credits, they're in the credits, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Song two wasn't even anywhere yeah, in the movie. The credits, yeah. I always hate how they get the, those big songs just for the credits. Yeah, that one had, how many, uh, yeah, they had the, was it Kissed by or Thor? There was, was it? it was U2, it was, yeah, it was a U2 song in there. Yeah, the whole just me, the kill movie. me, kiss yeah. me, kill me, thrill me. Yeah. I think Kissed by a Rose or Thorn, whatever, and then... There was another... by a rose, hey, hey, hey. That one? Yeah. Oh. There was U2, Seal, and I thought there was another one. <laughs> right lyrics, wrong song, Alex. Oh. <laughs> Bad dance. Alright, so we'll finish up that awkward crossover <laughs> moment. And uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be it for me on Ferris Bueller. Bueller. needs to add Bueller. Bueller. Oh, yeah. The got about Ben Stein. Good old Ben Stein. Try mm-hmm. your eyes. I tried to win his money. He didn't. It, I didn't get far. Whoa! You didn't win Ben Stein's money. I did not win Ben Stein's monies. Oh man! <laughs> I love that show. Ben Stein with Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, what about um the scene? Bob? What about Bob? No. When they go to the restaurant, I'm thinking something funny happens there. No, I don't remember it. Yeah, they do the whole uh, voice thing again, where the Mater D goes off to another phone, but the, they use the phone that's there at the Mater D stand to prank call him, to trick him into thinking that he's, uh, what's his face, the Sasha's king of Chicago. Yes. Abe Froman or Fromer? Yeah, Abe Froman. Okay. Not so well, then funny, it, then. But then you see the dad's a pervert, because they, they leave the restaurant and his dad happens to be outside. Uh, the name of the restaurant, by the way, is Chuck E. Chess. <laughs> nice. I never caught so that before. Yeah, it's very easy to miss. But it's like the French spelling for Chuck E. Cheese. Um, they hop into the cab that his dad's going to hop into the last second. And later on, they pull in next to him. and uh, it, It's kind of awkward because he's like, <laughs> his head's right between her legs. And she starts flirting with his dad, and it's kind of this weird scene. But uh, mm-hmm. That's not anyways. awkward. <laughs> 
Sounds like a good time. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't her, his dad recognize her if they were? That, that, that <laughs> He's was a weird stupid parent. Yeah, we are discussed this. <laughs> she did have sunglasses on, so I guess that that would explain that. Yeah. Yep. Nah. All right. Say Ferris. Boat, All right, we're done. Alex, what's your list? Money, 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 money. My list is about other movies that have museum scenes. And okay. uh, speaking of which, Batman had a great museum scene. Yeah. Initial 1989 Batman Joker going through. They're defacing priceless works of art. In except, the weirdest looking museum I've ever seen. Yeah. Except when, it's not a, not in any way a set piece. <laughs> and then Bob just goes to slash one painting and is like, uh, not this one. I like this one. It's this weird macabre like painting of a butcher shop and all blood and guts. So of course Joker likes it. That, that whole scene was weird because they, they slapped down the the ghetto blaster and start pl- playing some Prince song. And like all the goons are super into it, like dancing around and throwing paint on shit and putting handprints on everything. And... Hey, well, don't talk bad about Batman. No, I'm not talking bad. I just I think it's weird how into it his, his henchmen are. Well, he wouldn't hire sane people, would he? I guess. Yeah, see? <laughs> Let's see. And another oh, wait, one. Also, sorry, in Batman, yeah, no though, I don't think you count. Um... Wayne Manor when they see King of the Wicker People. <laughs> yeah, that's of... a little that's a little museum <laughs> a like show museum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with a camera through a two way mirror in it. Yeah. Whatever. King of the Wicker People. I wonder where he got this. Where was this from? Japan. It's from Japan. <laughs> How do you know? Because uh, I bought it there. Hey, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> hey, give Nogs a grant. Yeah, <laughs> can I have a grant? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Robert Wool. Mm-hmm. Good times. What, what a dick. <laughs> Another movie that had the actual, the same Chicago Museum thing, I know because it was the same painting that uh, What's-His-Face stares at. Cameron. 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 That Cameron was staring at. And it was kind of the same thing. It was the t- t- that Ted Danson and uh, Macaulay Culkin vehicle. I forget what it was called. It was something about dads. Getting getting even with dad or something. Yeah, like getting even with dad. <laughs> and he gets Macaulay, closes, you know, he puts his hands over his eyes, and he's like, "Okay, what do you see? Uh, just a bunch of dads." And he gets his, covers his eyes, pulls them back. He's like, "Okay, now what do you see?" He's like, "Whoa, it's a whole painting." And it's the same thing. Pointillism. Mm-hmm. Pointillism. Let's see. Then there's, of course, Night at the Museum. There's a museum in that movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, I, I dare you. What's your favorite scene in Night at the Museum? When uh, it turns out that, um, oh, what? Damn it. Ben Stiller is not funny. <laughs> no, not Ben Whoa. Stiller. No, it's when he's getting his no, when he's Jeff, he didn't have a mustache in that movie. That's why he's not funny. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's when he's getting, when Ben Stiller's getting his ass kicked by um, Van Dyke and uh, Mickey Rooney. They pull out some kung fu moves and shit. If you say so. They do. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> then there was Night at the Museum 2. There's a museum in that one. Uh, that one's got some Amy Adams. It sure does. So wait, the first one takes place in the Nat- Natural History Museum in New York, right? Where does the second one take place? The Smithsonian. Ah. Uh, hey, I've been to both of those museums. Yay, yeah. me. Look, Jeff's, I've been to every museum Jeff's you've mentioned culture. so far. I am. <laughs> then have, but- you been to the, have you been to the LACMA, Jeff? I don't even know what that is. So that, that's <laughs> how cultured I am. <laughs> it's this nice sandwich. Yeah, I like the sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, my last one is they don't even get into the museum. They're, these kids are having a trip in Europe, and they're trying to get into the Louvre. But they never make it in the because Louvre. of one smart-ass robot. Actually, they were being dicks to the robot. Euro trip. Euro trip, yeah. <laughs> I have not been to the Louvre. Nequase <laughs> perro When they they're going, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> There's the Chinese dude playing on that what what call it thing. I don't know. It's like a violin, but he's hitting the keys with like chopsticks or whatever. He goes, Chinese oh, harp. and he just yeah, a Chinese harp, and he just starts going nuts on it as soon as he sees the fight happening. 
That was gold. Sweet. I mm-hmm. love that movie. We got to do a whole episode on that movie. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should uh, have the company buy us tickets to uh, Europe, and uh, we'll podcast from there. Yeah, I don't know. We got to go up to headquarters one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Try, try to get Where's the Hans? For that. I need him to shoot me a H- paycheck first. HSF Inc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, these sons of bitches. All right. <laughs> Tired of working for the man here at Hans. <laughs> Shot first. Shot first. Dot com. <laughs> All right. Is that your list? Yeah. What do you got, Jeff? All right. My list here, you guys are going to have to help me because I literally came up with this while we were talking. (laughs) Movies that have dick principles or teacher, you know, like some faculty member. Okay. All right. So first one is obviously it's another John Hughes. I mean, it's kind of a staple of his, Breakfast Club. Okay. Mm -hmm. Definitely dick principle. Look look, look at me. Was it looking in my eyes or look at these, whatever he says? That guy's a dick. And then I have Back to the Future with Principal Strickland. Also, oh, it's vice, vice Principal Strickland, but oh, he's part of the facu- part of faculty. So. All right, part of the faculty. You're a slacker. Always <laughs> been a slacker, just like your father. Yeah. Then I have The Substitute from the movie The Substitute. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Berenger. I have never oh. even seen the movie. Tom Berenger, sorry. <laughs> I don't know who the hell Michael Berenger is. As he was in the substitute too. So <laughs> he was a substitute. So the substitute. The, <laughs> I've never some, seen it. I've never there's some hilarious it. writing going on there. So he he plays a mercenary and he's got this team of mercenaries, and he's shacking up with this woman in Florida, like on their between missions or whatever. And she gets hospitalized by the local gang. So he pretends to be a substitute teacher to like get to the bottom of it. And it kind of turns into this standard this is between game. This is between Indian seasons, right? Yes, yes. Cleveland Indian seasons. Yes, between <laughs> Indian seasons, yes. Uh, before, before he went in to get surgery on his knees. Uh, so, but the funny, the funny thing is he goes in and for like 10 minutes of the movie, it turns into this like standard and deliver thing where he like really connects with the kids. And it turns into one of those movies. And then it goes back to them being... How uh, do I reach these kids? So it goes back to him being a mercenary, and then they wind up getting this giant shootout in the middle of the school. And uh, Ernie Hudson punches a a paddle in half. It's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> well, he has seen shit that'll turn you white. He has. <laughs> and it's got sure the future, future J-Lo. Future Mr. J-Lo. It's like the head gangster in the movie. Ooh, Mark Anthony? Mark Anthony. Ooh. Uh... Anyways, back to Jeff's list. So the substitute. Uh, yeah, Tom Berenger. He was also a sniper. So between Cleveland Indians and a substitute, he was a sniper. That was anyway. part of the mercenary work, wasn't it? Yeah. The yeah. other, the, the the other dick teacher is Michelle Pfeiffer from Dangerous Minds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It's the only teacher, the other teacher I can think of. Well, she is a teacher, so that, that I don't think she's half a of dick. your criteria. She was, uh, okay. <laughs> she was trying to reach these kids. She, she did reach those kids. And there's a cool Coolio song that came out of it. Other than that, um, but and about, all the kids in that movie were 30 years old, by the way. Yeah, yeah. As as Hollywood is wont to do. What about John Lovitz in uh, High School High? <laughs> I remember that movie being terrible, but I laughed a couple times. Yeah, there's a couple good laughs. Not too many. What about uh, what's Detective the... Richard Kimball? Because <laughs> he's on my list too. Yeah, he was a jerk. He was a dick teacher. But then he was able to reach those kids. He was. Keeds, Arnold had a Keeds voice. What about the bad Belushi in The Principal? Oh, well, again, the protagonist. But yeah, and also the kids were also 30 years old. Then. Yeah, but he's the bad Belushi. There was, there was a Lou Gossett Jr. sighting in that movie. <laughs> There's a sighting? Yes. <laughs> Elusive Lou Gossett Jr. Alright, and the other one I thought of was the faculty and the faculty. <laughs> yeah. Well, they that wasn't all... really them. They were aliens. I know. Well, dick aliens. And their faculty, like I said, that's part of the list, so they qualify. <laughs> oh, at one point, uh, Famke Jansen, a.k.a. Jean Grey. Uh, a.k.a. Ivana Anatop. Yeah. A.k.a. So she's like super... Mrs. Taken. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Taken. Uh, she has a very particular set of skills. Um, she sure she's like, does. She's a super nerdy teacher, and then she gets taken over by the alien spoilers. And then all of a sudden, she turns into she gets taken over by the alien cougar. spoilers. Yeah, and she comes the super cougar, turns into every every hetero male high school's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yep, she does. 
<laughs> so that's what I've got. If you guys have any more, come up with them. But that was my list of dick teachers. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is the biggest one. <laughs> I hate that Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> you may be able to add the um, – forgot his name. What was that TV show? Deanna Jones. He was a teacher. Wait, the oh, one – Head of the class? Head of the class is actually one I thought of, but I didn't bring it up. There's because there were two. There was that Scottish guy, and then the hippie DJ from WKRP yeah. in Cincinnati. They took over for uh, Howard Heston, yeah. Billy Connolly. What about Mister Building and Saved by the Bell? Oh yeah, that guy was a dick. He was all trying to get into Lisa. Yeah, out of all of them, Lisa Turtle. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with Lisa. Yeah, because I, I just Kelly thought Kapowski, you were Kelly Kapowski and yeah. yeah, she was easy, and <laughs> the other girl was on speed, no way. right? No way, she. Kelly yeah, that's right. Be giving Zach blue balls. Yeah, because she was doing everybody else. She was, <laughs> no. she was all over Mario Lopez, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other the other one was on speed doing her uppers, and so Lisa was the easy one. How... He probably also raped Dustin Diamond a couple times <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, with that sweet, sweet. Mullet perm, <laughs> Jerry curl perm, mullet. I don't know what to call it. And the Zubas. Yeah. We have to do a Save by the Bell episode. That has to happen. All right. It's it on the list. First day of school, we'll do it. Sounds like a bank episode that we should do one of these days. Cha-ching. <laughs> ching All right, that's my list. Scott. Okay. Uh, going along with Alex. Ooh. Uh, museum movies. Old movie uh, from the late 60s, uh, How to Steal a Million. It's actually really good. Uh, Audrey Hepburn and Peter O'Toole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you did that just now or why. <laughs> yeah, I what the fuck? Them. I don't even get that. Audrey Hepburn? Oh, oh, oh. No, that's Catherine Hepburn. Idiot. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rally good day for a picnic. Rally it is rally. I thought you were doing Neum Noom right yeah. I thought, didn't she do I the still, voice for Neum Noom? We'll have to check. We'll check IMDb. Oh. It was ya. It was ya. Okay, I don't even know who Catherine Hepburn is, because I've never heard of a lady talk like that. She does. Watch uh, Philadelphia Story. Nope. With, uh, young Cary Grant, young Jimmy Stewart. Oh, well, no, it's at Bill's house and at Fred's house. What's my money doing in your house, Fred? <laughs> I ought to pop you one right in the nose. Jimmy Stewart, everybody. It's like he was in studio. Do you want the moon, Mary? I'll throw a lasso and pull it down for you, Mary. Dead on. Dead on. I stole a, a couple of bricks from his house once in Beverly Hills. Okay. It's a true right. story. <laughs> Where was he? Washington. Whoa! <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> and Jeff pretends like he doesn't know anything about these movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know anything about Catherine Hepburn. I never even heard of her. You, you've never <laughs> heard of Catherine Hepburn? No, I haven't. I've heard of Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn. Yeah. Okay. Catherine Hepburn was like the biggest movie star in the world at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, which one's which is the one that's in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Audrey. Audrey. Yeah, that's the one I know. I would all the other ones. <laughs> all the other one. <laughs> <laughs> how could there all be right. two, more than one Hepburn? That's weird. Okay. So yeah, how to steal a million? Uh, very early. Wait, Scott. I know it's late in the show, but I'm going to call for a beer break. Ooh, beer break. We haven't had a beer break in like two episodes, so <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm getting drinking. one. I'm getting one too. All right, and we're back. Scott, you may continue with your list, sir. Okay, so, how to steal a million? Um, By the way, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt again. We have to do a beer break. <laughs> we have to do an episode in accents. One of these days, we all have to pick an accent and go with it. You may mm-hmm. continue, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so How to Steal a Million, a very early heist movie. Uh, I recommend it if anybody's a fan of older movies. Uh, if you like Audrey Hepburn or Peter O'Toole, it's a lot of fun. 
Um, I've heard of Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Indiana Jones. What a dick. I've mentioned this scene several times throughout uh, various podcasts. It belongs in a museum. But well, they're never actually in a museum, right? No, they are. They are briefly. Well, it's more of a library. But in uh, Last Crusade, when they find the the mural that has the Ark on it, and she asks him what it is, and he says Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. That's not a museum. Yeah, that's a tomb. Yeah, and the it's, catacombs of a it's library. A, it's like it, the library is pretty much a museum. And Einstein stamping books. <laughs> That's when he was a patent clerk before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. in Italy for some reason. Uh, so she asks him how he knows or how he can be sure uh, that it's the Ark of the Covenant, and he, he does that slight Harrison Ford smirk, and he says, "Pretty sure." All right. The Great Muppet Caper. Hmm. Uh, oh, we haven't talked much about the Muppets at all. I, I, I don't know how much of a fan of the Muppets you guys are. Um, it was something that I saw as a kid, but never really stuck with me all that much. I do like the Muppets, though. Yeah, I do remember the Great Muppet Caper and then breaking into the museum there to steal the giant diamond. And uh, Miss Piggy, like, gets in a kung fu fight and <laughs> with the... Um... Was it Dustin Diamond? Dustin Diamond was not in this movie. Oh. What about Neil Diamond? Neither was Neil Diamond. Huh. What about Diamond Dallas Page? He might have been. <laughs> okay. He could have been an extra. Yeah, yeah from Mupp- was... I was going to say Muppet. Sorry, I I've never seen the Muppet Caper. I have seen the Muppet, the first one Muppet movie, and I just saw that for the first time like four months ago. So oh, wow. I you remember think? watching the show as a kid, and I liked it. Were you were you sober when you saw it? Yeah, it was. You know what? It wasn't that bad. I <laughs> I, I enjoyed it because I did like the Muppets growing. I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah. I know the characters and everything, and and I maybe well, I maybe I had seen it as a really young kid. I didn't remember it, but I thought it, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think the Muppets always they're they're kind of like uh, like Pixar, where it's kind of for the kids, but they they make they make sure to make it enjoyable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, specifically back to the painting in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, Looney Tunes back in action. They have a fantastic scene where they're chasing uh, or where Yosemite Sam's chasing uh, Bugs and Daffy through this museum, and they're hopping through the different paintings, um, including that that Sunday afternoon painting and. Uh, yeah, just a great scene. I brought up the Looney Tunes back in action before. Anybody that's a fan of Looney Tunes, uh, I wholly recommend that movie. It's the hell out of like a Space Jam or whatever. It, it feels like Looney Tunes, even though there's a lot of live action stuff going on. Uh, cool. So yeah, that's my list. So you didn't mention Da Vinci Code, Mister Bean. I thought about Da Vinci Code, but I don't know that I have a favorite moment from Tenchi Code, so... Uh, or, or much glowing things, or many glowing things to say about it, so... It was okay, but uh, forgettable, for the most part. Yeah. I thought. Okay, what about um, Superman 3? 4? Where they have his hair on display holding yes. up that big weight? <laughs> exactly, that one. I don't know. I think that is Superman 4 with the solar guy. Okay. So did Superman rip out his own hair? Yeah, yeah. he donated it to the museum. Uh, okay. He can, yeah, that's how he cuts his hair pretty much, by, you know, ripping it off. Or that's one of the cool things that they did in uh, Hancock, where they show him shaving by just scraping his nails along his face. Okay. So that was kind of well, cool. Well, here's I a question. I heard he uses his, sorry, he uses his uh, heat vision off of a mirror, and that's how he Yeah. Shows. Yeah, that's how Superman does it. Yeah, okay. So, so I have a question about, about like, the hair on his head, though. Like if it's that strong, how would a normal person even be able to bend it? How does the wind move because it around? It's like a wire. You have a wire. You can bend and twist a wire, but it's still really strong. Like a metal wire. Uh, but his hair is usually pretty, like, <laughs> full of moose and shit. Does it ever even move anyway? That is true. That is true. 
I think you're on something. <laughs> well, he's got that little curly cue, depending yeah, on that, which version you're of Superman you're watching. That mm-hmm. uh, so it kind of bounces around. Mm-hmm. The correct name. The what? The spit curl, isn't that what, is it's, that called? what it's called? Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. I could be making that up. <laughs> I'm too lazy to check. <laughs> it's so fact. we're we're taking it as fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Today mm-hmm. I learned what a spit curl was. There you go. <laughs> Probably the first thing that's going to come up is something from Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody Googling that at home? So you've been warned. <laughs> okay. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff oh, wait. enthusiastically. Okay, wait, wait, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Miss, Miss uh, Catherine Hepburn, could you come closer to the microphone, please? Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Jeff. What? Crickets. Go ahead. Oh, God. God. All right, it's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Perfect take, Miss Hepburn. Thank you very much. You're dismissed. You can't, you can't, that was on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. You can't write that. And this shit's free. I dare you to find content like that anywhere else. You can't write that. All right, so news. Um, of course, my only news has to do with Star Wars because that's all I care about. Um, <laughs> I heard two pieces of Star Wars news. One, the Millennium Falcon is going to be in the new movie. We already yeah. said this. Did we? Yeah, you already said that one. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't like think I said a this. A few episodes ago. No. Yeah, we, and we said that Harrison... it was like completely built and it was going to be in the movie. It's like, okay. I never said that. Sure the other thing I heard is Harrison Fort hurt himself on the Millennium Falcon, and he's now in a hospital. So... Well, that's only because he couldn't give you know accurate descriptions about where he hurt to the paramedics. <laughs> uh, a lot of pain. Pass me the hydro spander. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> so yeah, apparently that Millennium Falcon bit him. <laughs> like a Minoc chewing on power cables. It was probably you know what happened. It was, it was probably Peter Mayhew. Yeah, that's true. It was Chewbacca, wasn't it? it bit him. Yeah. No, no, no. P- Peter Mayhew, not Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, <man>. Not even. <laughs> Got angry with him. And uh, yeah, so apparently he, uh, he's in like some Abu Dhabi hospital or something. <laughs> Is that the Abu Dhabi General Hospital? Yeah. <laughs> Um, other than that, the only other thing is I just finished watching Thor 2. Thor! Oh, Thank really? You very much. I finally watched Thor, oh. yeah. And it should have been called Boar 2. But oh. Natalie Portman's hot. And there are some funny jokes. I liked some of the jokes, but I thought the movie was boring and I had no idea what the hell was going on. Uh, Conversions and universes aligning. And yeah, there, the was, there was a lot of uh, MacGuffin talk there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, real quick on Thor, though. When I saw it in the theaters, the screen was all screwed up, so it was super dark. Um, so at first I thought, oh, they're, they're taking this in an interesting direction. It's, it's called dark, the Dark World. Yeah, dark yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they got to Asgard, and everything was washed out, and I'm like, oh, this can't be right. Um, so I need to watch it again to get a full opinion of it. Uh, I, I did like it. Uh, I thought Tom Hiddleston as Loki is great. Um, mm-hmm. It's like his third third appearance as Loki, and he just owns it. He... You know, just kind of chewing on scenery, but not like. Uh, but it's always fun. Um, like when they're walking down the the hallway and he's turning into the different Avengers. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. When he turned into Captain America, I was dying. It's kind of tight. Oh, let's talk about truth and justice. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's this one seemed goofy. Of all the all the new Marvel comic book movies, this one seemed like the goofiest. Yeah, that, the yeah. There were a couple of hilarious moments, like when until you know, Guardians of the Galaxy came in. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, when, he, when he hangs the uh, yes, the <laughs> and the coat rack, and he hangs his hammer. <laughs> he gets on the subway, and he asks, "Like, well, how do I get to Greenwich?" And they're like, three stops that way." I'm like, okay. There were some moments, or that one. What's the guy, the scientist, Peter, old man, Peter Sarsgaard? <laughs> yeah, no, we got a good great plan. Blah blah. I better get some pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> he went nuts for a little bit. Yeah. So it, it did make me laugh more than I, like, enjoyed the action. It was just kind of, I don't know. 
But obviously, it's a really old movie. You guys have all probably seen it. It's just me catching up with the times. Yeah. yeah no, I, I have a small review when you're done, too. So. Okay. Oh, jeez. It's an older movie. That's my news. Other than just sports-related, the Kings are one win away from the Cup, even though I had a rant a couple episodes ago about how they suck. Uh, <laughs> one win away from elimination. <laughs> yes. In the first round, and somehow now they're one win away from the championship. They lost the game the other night, though, so hopefully they don't <laughs> fucking lose three in a row. If they do, then you'll never hear me on here again, I think. Cause <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's jumping off the top of his apartment building. I'm jumping off the tallest bridge in Orange County, which I'll probably sprain ankle. That's about it. Yeah, you're going to get a nasty, nasty sprain. <laughs> Some road rash. Other than that, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That water's probably not clean. You might get a rash. <laughs> All right, that's, that's it for me. Alex. Uh, I just saw that there's actually a trailer for Dumb and Dumber 2. I mentioned it uh, last episode, but now there's the trailer. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if I want to see it because this is one of those movies that I might want to go in, go in cold to watch, but I'm excited. Really? You're excited for it? It came yeah. out this much later, and Jim Carrey hasn't had anything funny in forever. He was okay in Burt Wonderstone. Yeah. Which I kind of liked for some reason. Wild. I was just going to say that's why you liked it. <laughs> yeah. Let's... I did see it. I didn't think it was funny. But... I love you, Philip Morris. He was great in that movie. Okay, I haven't seen that. All right, well, yeah, you obviously entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff says condescending <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad always said opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them and they all stink. Truly. A lot of dads said that. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I brought you in this world, and I can take you out. Yes. I'll make me just like you. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby. <laughs> he also said uh, when I got when I used to get mad at him yelling at me for making my bed, and I would say, "Why do I have to make my bed? I'm just going to get dirty, mess up again tonight." And he's like, "Well, then why do you wipe your ass again if you're just going to shit again later?" <laughs> so I cross over moment. That's, what's that's what's that's the best like, line your dad ever told you? It's like some one hand clapping. <laughs> like wisdom there. All right, that's a crossover moment. That's mine. Why, why wipe your ass again if you're going to shit again later? I couldn't argue at that point. I never argued with him again, and I always made my bed because it's like, eh, got a point. Got nothing to say to that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Where's your guys's? I'm still I'm trying to think. Oh, my, Something in my, Spanish. My, my, my dad's favorite thing, besides the Bill Cosby one, was the uh, shit rolls downhill. He he loves saying that. <laughs> like if something bad happened, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, shit rolls downhill, right? <laughs> so, it's preparing me for life. She said, "Gold rolls downhill too." Yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah. my dad wasn't really. He didn't. Well, besides coming up with Ray Bolita, <laughs> my dad. My dad wasn't really much of the lines. My mom was the one that was. She's, <laughs> she's like a, a Renaissance painter when it comes to cussing. Caca de pato. In in Spanish, oh my gosh! Every time I would ask for something, it didn't matter what it was. It's like, oh mom, can I get an ice cream? Oh mom, can I, can I uh, get a churro or whatever? It's like, <laughs> and she was telling me, like a four year old kid, Alex, what do you think I do? Shit money. <laughs> <laughs> quick quick story about. About Alex's mom, your mom. Um, so we actually took a trip down across the border uh, for an event down there that had to do with Alex's family. Um, mm-hmm. Me and and special guest Brian. Somebody were, was turning know, 15. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was turning 15. Uh, somebody's sister. Um, and uh, <laughs> Brian and I are sitting around this couch in this house. And everybody's already been drinking a lot, including Alex's parents. Including especially his mom, and she walks over to Brian and I. And we're like the only white guys there, and she says, "What? You're white? <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't, couldn't tell. Well, I don't, I don't really like to think of myself as anything. So, <laughs> okay. Stephen, Stephen Colbert, you know, I, I don't see color. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, Alex's mom walks up to us, starts shaking her head, and she she kind of clicks her teeth. You can dye your hair brown." You can change your names, but it doesn't matter. You're always going to be binchy gringos. <laughs> and that, to that point, that was the funniest thing I'd heard in my entire life. 
I was dying. That doesn't sound like my mom at all. <laughs> yeah, I would never say anything like that. Yeah, well, that's rude, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I still love that story. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, any more news, Alex? Nope. That's it for my news. Oh, happy Father's Day. Uh, any fathers out there? This week, Sunday. Happy Father's Day, <laughs> well, Dad. This past Sunday. Yeah. When this airs. It's true. Uh, so, a couple quick reviews. Uh, I think I might have told you guys about this already, but I saw the Lego movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Same here. Um, so I recommend it for anybody, for the kids, the adults. Be warned, though, the song in the movie will be stuck in your head forever. It's oh, still... come on, Scott. Everything is awesome. Every... Everything is cool when you're part of a team. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, uh, recommend that. Oh, what suddenly clicked in my head is that <laughs> Morgan Freeman and uh, Liam Neeson were in another movie with Batman in it. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that blew my mind. There actually was a Dreamcatchers reference in the movie, too. I don't know if you caught what? that. Yeah. Well, you said is... Well, Dreamcatcher. Wait, Morgan Freeman was in that movie, too? Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I do remember the Dreamcatcher line. It's like, oh, I should have a Dreamcatcher just in case we fall asleep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't remember what every movie, <laughs> the movie I was going to review now all of a sudden. Um, so just real quick, E3 was this week. Um, it's over now. The Electronic Entertainment Expo in oh, Los yeah. Angeles. How was Oculus Rift, Skat? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do the Oculus Rift there. I, I, I have done the Oculus Rift, though. Um, I played uh, a game for about <laughs> ten minutes, and I spent the next four hours fighting, uh, fighting myself from throwing up. Uh, Did you still harm any old ladies on the way out of the <laughs> out of the booth? I didn't. No, this this was not at E3. Oh, okay. Well, wherever you were at, no, there was there was nobody to, to stiff arm on the way out. Okay, uh, <laughs> but I I definitely wanted to vomit a lot. Uh, so be careful, anybody. It's it's super cool. You might want to pop a jam of me, though. Uh, so yeah, just just a quick breakdown uh, for anybody unaware. It's the uh, video game expo of the year. Industry stuff for expo. games. Took rundown. New new Batman looks cool. <laughs> uh, that Evolve game is starting to look pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen that one where yeah. you have the giant monster played by one person, then. There's a team of four other like normal people trying to hunt it down, uh, we're like we're basically trying to hunt each other down. But uh, that looks pretty interesting. That's about it. <laughs> like all, all the stuff's online for anybody interested. Uh, yeah, it's it's it was pretty cool. It was kind of so. Uh, what was the biggest thing everyone was talking about? Xbox coming out with this thing called Xbox One. <laughs> so people were talking a lot about um, Evolve. Let's see, um, Destiny was all over the place. What's that? That's the new Bungie game. It's going to come out later this year. It's like a, a first-person shooter MMO. Okay. So, yeah, th- th- there's a ton of games, um, so I won't get into that. But uh, those were probably two of the bigger ones because they, they were just everywhere. No, no new hardware this year, so there wasn't as big of a buzz going around. Cool. Was there a new Batman game? That sounds good. Yeah, uh, Arkham Knight. Like, pretty freaking sweet. It's made by the guys who did the, uh, the first two Batman movies, games, right? I I would assume so. Because they didn't make the, the gameplay, third one. The, the gameplay looks the same. Okay. So, Arkham Asylum. But it's the same style of... Arkham City and Arkham Origins? Yeah, but I thought the ones who made the first two didn't make Arkham Origins. And that's why that one wasn't as good. But mm. I'm not sure. Mm. I really like those first two Batman games, though. I love Batman. So yeah, E3 done for another year. Hopefully a year from now, uh, for anybody that's interested in either console, there'll finally be a library worth owning for both. Hopefully a year from now, we'll be broadcasting live from E3. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't scoff at that. So I'm serious. Uh, unless we come up with a video game between now and then, I don't see how it's possible. Uh, we can do it. Hmm? All right. We'll just talk about video games. Sounds good. <laughs> When's Red Pixels coming back? <laughs> as soon as I don't have children anymore. <laughs> All right. Sweet. When they're off to college. 
All right, so I guess we're done with the news. Before we leave, what are we going to talk about next week, Alex? Well, I had one thing in mind, but I think I'm going to switch it up wildcard style. And we're going to be talking about the WWF. No, not the Wild Wildlife Federation. The Wild 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 Wildlife. The Wild Wildlife Federation. We're going to be talking about the World Wrestling Federation, specifically talking about, and this just captured captured the kid in me, with Macho Man Randy Savage was talking about being the cream of the crop. (laughs) I don't know why, but that just recently, that one monologue of his got recently introduced to me, and that just brought back like so many freaking memories about the WWF. And I'd never seen it before. That was the thing. I'd never seen that particular monologue. And it's so freaking gold. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we'll be talking about awesome monologues by uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. <laughs> not limited to Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah, of course not. But anything post-WWF. So WWE doesn't count. I would say so. All right. Well, there goes my... Uh... Well, I don't have anything to talk about. Who's who's a current wrestler? I guess you uh, Rudy Pooh Kenda Yes. Yeah, no, Rock was W. <laughs> Did you say he was a Kurt wrestler? <laughs> he was a Kurt wrestler. Current. Oh. Excuse me if I'm Kurt. Alright. Um but before we leave also, um just make sure you go onto our Facebook page and our Twitter page and our iTunes and page. And the picture pages with the jello pudding pops. <laughs> and hansshotfirst.com and all that stuff. Leave us some feedback, folks. We'd love to hear from you. That's it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Miss me doing the underwater music from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> How does that go? Do 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 flip flip do flip flip do 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 flip flip. I like the dungeon music better. Da 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 da. Dun dun. Da 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 da. Dun dun. Da 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 da